Hey, welcome back everyone to episode 50 of Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Man, do we have a special treat for you. Now, if you've been listening for the past few weeks, you know that we have been going over Jonathan Edwards' resolutions. Those have been pretty cool. We expect to continue to go through those next week. And if you want to catch up, you can go back to the last two episodes and listen along. But this week, we're going to take a moment to introduce you to our newest staff member here at Valley Christian Fellowship. Now, in the past, we have got to know Stephen a little more as a, a volunteer here at the church. But officially, as of January 2021, he is now a full staff member here at Valley Christian Fellowship. So Stephen and Mike got to sit down and Mike got to ask Stephen a couple of questions just to introduce you to Stephen Klukas. Well, welcome Valley. I'm sure you already had an awesome introduction by Andrew, but uh, wanted to start things off by saying I'm Mike Freeman. I'm sitting here with our brand new worship slash youth ministry uh, leader. This is Stephen Klukas, who recently uh, was hired at Valley to not only lead our worship ministry, but in time, he's going to lead our youth ministry as well. And so, uh, Stephen, welcome to the Valley Christian Fellowship Podcast. Well, thank you. It is uh, good to be back. Yeah. Uh, Now, you've actually been on this podcast once before, it's been a little while, yeah, but I've been I've been here once. Early on, we did a podcast where we talked about worship ministry, and right. not even realizing this was the the future the Lord held. But we're um, we're pretty excited to have you at Valley. I'm very excited to have you at Valley, um, even though this weekend you know you did a pretty terrible job. Terrible. I job. think I think we're going to do really good from here on out. Well, you know, rough starts. No, it was awesome. It's great having you on the team. You're bringing a lot to it. Um, this podcast, really, what we want to do is I just wanted to in, introduce you to the Valley listeners and give a chance for you to share a little bit about who you are and some of your story. And so the best place to start on this podcast, at least, is I would love for you to share the story of how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, uh, I do tend to forget that uh, not everybody here has has already heard my life story. Uh, some of our listeners probably have known me since high school or so, but uh, far before I was in high school, I was born. And... <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. That's uh, insightful. Insightful. It, it, for I those know. taking notes. Yeah. So that's spelled B-O-R-N. Um, no, so I was born into a, a believing family. So both of my parents were believers. And so I, I was raised in a Christian household. Very, very early on, I started serving in church, just things like passing out hymnals on chairs or emptying garbage cans. And so so church was always something that was part of my life, part of my habits, part of just the cadence of how things happened, right? Um, at some point, you somewhere around the age of, I want to say, seven or eight is when, you know, the gospel message was articulated to me, and I simply believed it. I remember being a small child uh, in the back of my mom's minivan and just... Yeah, I believe it. Jesus come into my heart type thing. And so like you were having a conversation with your mom as no, driving or no, this it was just me and Jesus, even though I was just in the back seat and it just became a thing that was normal, right? It, it's not like I, I I didn't have a big profound aha conversation. It was just something that I knew was true and acknowledged it, essentially. That's really cool. I I, I love it because it's, you're just you're raised in a household where not necessarily forced upon you, but your parents believe it. They're trying their best to live it. Probably not perfectly like all of us, but they're they're living it. 
the best they can. And in time you hear and you see and, uh, and you make the choice for yourself. Exactly. And that's pretty early age to make that decision by yourself too. It really was, or at least that's, that's where I picture it, right? Like just based off of where the, the memories that I do have, okay. even though they're a bit fuzzy, I do know that I wasn't baptized until somewhere around the age of 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. So, so I was a bit older than that. Um, and it was one of those you know, appropriate situations where I expressed an interest because people had been talking about baptism. The pastor gave me this little booklet and talked to me and just walked me through what it was that I was doing, making sure that I was ready to do so, that my faith was genuine. And uh, then every year, the uh, church that we were attending, this was down in Southern California, they would have a barbecue at this park that had a swimming pool and everybody would get baptized at the annual barbecue. So... I was uh, baptized in a swimming pool in Southern California and then proceeded to go eat hamburgers. So, yeah. great time. Nice. Yep. Um, so, what brought me to the Northwest, my dad was an educator. He was a teacher mm-hmm. and got a job here in Longview, in the Longview School District. And so, when I was just starting high school is when we moved up here. And I uh, was part of a couple different churches, part of a few different youth groups. And around my junior year of high school is really where we landed in Valley. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the story picks up for some of our listeners. But let's see, I, I was part of Valley between junior year and a few years after high school, well, college graduation. Yeah. So probably a good six year span. <clears throat> Your parents were part of here. Your dad, he actually, he was doing some leadership at Valley, right? Yeah. He, he, uh, he preached at Valley. What, what else did he do at Valley? Uh, that was back when we also had uh, what they called site shepherds because okay. uh, this was the early days of the worship cafe, which would then grow up to become the electric bean. And so he was kind of like the uh, campus pastor because the actual sermons were uh, replays of the Saturday night. So Lance would preach. And then for the Sunday morning worship cafe, we would play back kind of like what we've done in the past with our live streams. But in order to have somebody accessible and readily on hand to answer questions and to pray with people, we would have sight shepherds. Mm-hmm. And so my, that's what my dad did. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, this was about the same time that I really started getting into worship. If we want to transition into the that subject, I started learning bass guitar in my you know, either sophomore or junior year of high school, somewhere around that. Hadn't had any inclination towards music prior to that, really. I mean, not, not anything serious, but uh, my dad was always an encouraging factor. My entire family's musical, and so he just kept on poking and prodding me until I finally gave in and learned a couple of instruments. And God's used that in ways that I never even thought he would. So That's cool. Yeah. So you uh, you came to faith. You started serving. You started learning the instrument. Somewhere along the lines, you uh, you met this young lady. Yes, yes. Um, that's kind of a, an interesting story. When people ask us on the face value, "How did you guys meet?" Well, technically, we met through church, and people think, "Oh, that's so sweet." No, no, no. You don't get it. We went to the same church for years and never knew it. We we I knew kind of vaguely who she was, okay. but Jessica and I actually met back at my first church here in the Northwest, which was Calvary Chapel, uh, where we and mutual friends had all been attending for a while, but then we all kind of went separate ways and all landed back at Valley. Mm. So... It's it's a pretty convoluted story, but then our mutual friend, Andrea, was going to the youth group at Valley when I was 
uh, part of the college and career ministry and learning more worship uh, ministry under Quincy Fallweiler, the, the previous associate pastor prior to our illustrious Andrew. Um, he smirks at me. He's like illustrious. So part of my responsibilities there was to work with the youth group and their worship team. Andrea was playing bass at the time and she kept on saying, Hey, you need to, to meet my friend, Jessica. You need to, you guys should get together. And of course she's saying the same thing to Jessica and both of us eye rolling. Cause neither of us really knew the other and just like, no, that's never going to happen. So, uh, God has a sense of humor and he proved both of us wrong. Nice. Yep. How long you guys been married? Eight years. As of December, so cool. yeah, and you've got a, a little one in the house. Yep. Besides animals, you have a. I have four cats and a huge one and a half year old. Like Lachlan is fantastic. He's he's just he's growing so fast. It's amazing. He's pretty fun. Well, very cool. That's a uh, it's a pretty cool story, man. So you you play you learn first you learn the bass. Yep. What else do you play? Um, well, from the bass, I expanded to acoustic guitar. Uh, when I was in college, I studied musicianship and audio engineering. As part of that, I was required to take piano. And so I can get by on a piano, but not very well. Uh, I don't count hand percussion because that's just, for me, that's like breathing. So I can do all sorts of hand percussion. And I have a penny whistle and a harmonica. And the kazoo doesn't count. Okay. What's your favorite instrument? Oh goodness! Um, I think I'm still in love with the bass. I really oh, yeah. am. Like I haven't Your played first it. Love. Yeah, I haven't played it a whole lot in recent years. But there's just something else about it. That and hand percussion. Those are just such dynamic instruments. It's it's a lot of fun. That's cool, man. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit about what has you excited about. Um, some of your roles at mm-hmm. Valley. Tell me a little about, about worship ministry. What has you excited there? Kind of what, what some of your, your heart is around worship ministry. Yeah, absolutely. So worship ministry is something that I feel like when I first got into it, I did not understand. Like looking back on it now, like when, when I first got in, of course, I was thinking, oh, we're, we're worshiping God. We're praising God. This is a time for us to lift our voices in song and sing to God, right? And usually an expression of our love and our adoration for him. In more recent years, I took a couple classes, read a couple books, and come to really understand that worship itself is more than just music, obviously, but it is actually a reaction to seeing the glory of God. So uh, the, the way that we phrase it is we see the glory of God so we can give glory to God. Um, and the analogy is, you know, the sports analogy, you're watching a game and your team does something amazing on the field. You don't just sit there quietly. You leap to your feet and you're, you're shouting with joy and, you know, you're giving glory to the team because of a glorious act that you've witnessed. So it's a, it's a pale analogy because the glory of God that we have witnessed is so much more it's so much farther beyond anything, right? And so that is where now we in song get to lift our voices and express just glory to God for what he has done for us, right? And so that's really what gets me excited about worship and about worship ministry is that by understanding that my role is to give glory to God in light of God's glory, it causes me to seek him more so that I can further understand, so that I can further see his face and, and just know what, uh, know this being, know this creator that I am I'm worshiping, right? And then being part of the leadership of the worship ministry, I'm 
hopefully that my goal is to be encouraging others to have that same hunger, that same zeal and thirst after seeing the glory of God, because that's what will inspire people to grow. It's to want to know more about him, right? And if we as leaders, as musicians, as vocalists are all doing that and are transparent about it, then my hope is that it inspires the same kind of zeal and passion in the congregation. And so then as Valley, what are we doing? We're looking for the glory of God and giving him glory. I mean, it's fantastic. That's, you can tell like here in the room, I'm just like, ah, this that's, is great. That's life, right? That's, yeah. that's real life right there. You know, it's kind of fun to, uh, to hear you talk about it and, and, it's interesting. I think about about my coming to Valley mm-hmm. and landing here about three years ago and not really knowing anyone. And uh, I remember one of the f- first weeks I was here <clears throat> is when I remember actually meeting you. I think I saw you or whatnot, but you and Jessica at the Pacific Way campus and you were sitting, I don't know, two rows back. And, you know, most people don't sit really in the front, but you guys were pretty close to the front. And, uh, and before service, you were there early. And I look over and you guys were reading a commentary on Galatians by Charles Spurgeon. And I was like, this sounds like a pretty cool couple. I, I would like to get to know them. And little did we know that uh, we get to know each other quite a bit, right? Yeah, yeah, your loss. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, I, I think that that was a precursor. That was a little bit of a preview. Yeah. I mean, you guys, I, I love the way you're, you know, serving the Lord. You're seeking to know him more. You're trying to conform your life to the kind of life that he calls you to live. And, and so that's, you know... In terms of having a teammate, someone on staff serving shoulder to shoulder, you know, Andrew and I are both excited to have that because we we, we know your priorities about God yeah. and Him first, and that's pretty cool. Um, so that's worship ministry. This this looking for God's glory and giving mm-hmm. Him glory. Um, you also get the task of youth ministry. Yeah, working with the future. And in time, and, and you know, there's going to be a bit of a transition, but in time, you're going to be leading that more and more. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts about Valley and the youth ministry right now. I recognize it's, you know, it's kind of a COVID climate and all that, but sure. we're still meeting. Uh, but tell me about youth ministry. What, what has you excited about honestly, that? Honestly, I'm honored is I think the only real word to be working with these kids. Like God helped me forget and then helped me remember that my senior project in high school was on youth ministry. When I was a senior and a recent graduate, my desire was to work with youth. And that might just be because that was my comfort zone at the time. I wanted to work in church. That was just, that was my goal. But over time and years, that kind of fell by the wayside. And then God brought it back and then put me straight into that same capacity. And honestly, at first, I was, I was very nervous about it. I was thinking, oh, no, I'm, I'm working with teenagers. I don't understand teenagers anymore, right? I'm here. I'm old. I'm 32. So old. Um, but honestly, as I've, I've, as I've been maturing over these last few years, um, we like to say that, that, you know, the children are the future and then people very quickly say, well, no, no, children are the, are the present. This is right now what's happening. And I'd say they're both like, this is our discipleship opportunity to grow believers, strong believers. I mean, you mentioned Charles Spurgeon who started preaching when he was 16 and, you know, is one of the more renowned preachers of our time. Well, not our time, but our era, ish. He's old by this point. Okay. I've read, I read stuff. And so he, he was new then. Um, but point being, I mean, we've got a really, really important task in teaching youth. And so that's where I'm saying I'm, I'm honored to be part of it, to use that same passion for seeking after the glory of God, to inspire the kids, hopefully to 
do the same, to seek the glory and face of God and make him the chief goal in their lives, right? Um, and then when it comes to middle school and then assisting with children's ministry, I mean, it's not just that children are the future, it's that this is how we become, we, we fill Valley's mission uh, plan of impacting the world, building strong communities and families. This is where it happens, is in the lives of our young people. It's funny, you talk about, you know, Spurgeon and, and uh, you know, sometimes the joke is, you know, reading old dead guys, but the podcast, actually what we're doing right now, we're in the middle of a series on talking about Jonathan Edwards mm. and his 70 resolutions for his life and how we can learn today in our modern world. You know, we have this modern world with all this tech and, and everything, screen time at our fingertips all the time. And yet, if you stop and examine something like that, there's a, there's a lot I learned from that. Same time, one of the things I got for Jaden and a few other dads at Valley, we got the same thing for our sons for Christmas. Um, it's a book by R.C. Ryle, Thoughts for Young Men. Uh-huh. And it's a, not only been a long book, but we're, our plan is to kind of read it in coordination with our boys and kind of have some conversations as a group with us and our boys all together. Just kind of think it through. What does it look like to learn from the past, learn from godly men of the past yeah. and, and allow that to govern our steps moving forward? So not not a bad thing, quoting no. those guys. And actually, uh, lived well before us. You talk about reading old dead guys. I mean, one of the books that I just started is actually On the Incarnation by Athanasius of Alexandria. Um, and for anybody who's not readily familiar with that name, he lived somewhere around what three hundred eighty, some something like that. Early and, church, early yeah, church, very church, early yeah. church. So that's that's old dead guys right there. So yeah, that's that's exciting. Um, so worship ministry, youth ministry, and then just kind of uh, getting settled at Valley. What um, beyond that stuff? What are your impressions about being on staff now? And what what are your hopes? What are some of your dreams? Or just what has you excited about being part of this team? Dude, honestly, I'm still reeling. I'm still just figuring out how to get my head on straight. Because for those that don't know, I'm coming from a, a 10 year history working uh, in in government and. Uh, big truckload of bureaucracy and a lot of red tape. And so now here I find that the work that I'm doing is more valuable, more meaningful, but also has a lot of freedom and responsibility found and bound inside it, right? So being part of this team, I'm excited to be part of the team because I feel like this is this is how we... This is a team, right? This is some, a force for moving forward and making progress. We have goals and we fulfill those goals. Whereas I've spent the last five years doing pretty much the exact same thing day in, day out and calling it goals, but really it's just another shadow of the exact same thing. And there's really no tangible progress made. And for those that know my work, that'll, that makes sense to you. For those that don't, I apologize. I'm not going to share it on the podcast, but uh, you feel free to come on up and talk to me about what I mean there. But my goals, my my hopes, honestly, I just I want to make disciples, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think this is a great team for it. It's pretty cool. You know, you, you think about some of the work you did. You actually were doing some discipleship there. Yeah. You know, you were doing evangelism, what we would call pre-discipleship, and just, you know, by living for Christ. And so it makes me think, you know what, all of us, no matter where we are, our work's really meaningful, and our work is kingdom work. That is it, true. It's different angles in different ways, and now you just have a, a bit more of your, your uh, I guess, your paycheck comes from it. But That is you know. true. That is true. And it is undeniable that as, as I've left that career, every single person there knows what I'm about and where I'm going, what I'm doing, and why. So that's a very good point that you raise there. Mm-hmm. 
So I uh, was curious, um, you mentioned one book you're reading. What else are you reading right now? Uh, kind of a f- couple of fun, just questions at the end. So what are some things you're reading or what maybe have you read that's been really meaningful for you in the last couple seasons? Uh, well, right now, uh, one of the guys, books that actually you guys have uh, not pushed towards me, but strongly recommended is Free to Focus. Mm-hmm. And that's just a book about being able to accomplish goals and eliminate distractions so that you, you actually do your work instead of being distracted all the time. So I'm working on that. That is, that is very valuable to me. Um, what else have I been reading lately? Uh, been goodness. I can't even think about it right now. Um, one of the books that I read in the last few seasons, I mean, I read it a few years ago, but I've been returning to it is a man of the house, C.R. Wiley. Um, and that one is actually about, uh, pursuing godly manliness. Mm -hmm. And so it's, develop it and it's a very practical uh, guide actually it's it's written for christians and non-christians but from a very strong standpoint of uh, cr wiley the author is a pastor and he's, he makes no uh illusion there he says i'm a pastor this is from a biblical standpoint but it's for everybody and it's practical examples of how men can be learning skills and governing their house in ways that reflect the glory of god and so that's one that I always recommend to, to young men. I, I've seen that. I've not read it. I read um, I read his other book, the uh, God and the or Household and the, the War, War of the, for Cosmos. the Cosmos. Yeah, yep. and really insightful. Really, really insightful. Um, what are you What are you listening to? Are you listening to any any uh, music right now? Any anything going through your mind or in your podcast player that's been helpful? Well, lately I've kind of had a fascination with both uh, Citizens and Saints and Ghost Ship. So just it, and that shows in the uh, worship stuff that I've been choosing recently because we just introduced that song Mediator, which is Ghost Ship. Uh, prior to that, we've had Psalm eighteen, which. I, I forget which of the two bands made that one, but I've been really leaning into those two bands lately. Um, and also, of course, City of Light, which we dis- or you discovered a while back and then recommended to me, and they just have some really insightful stuff. It's funny, today's Valley Reading Plan, we read uh, Psalm 5. Psalm 5. And Oh God of My Righteousness. That's right. Right. And That's so right. I was reading it over Facebook Messenger with my kids today, and um, and they were all singing the song a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's My Soul Among Lions. Yeah. And so another very good one um, with their project is putting each of the Psalms to modern music. So yeah, definitely worth a listen. That's cool. Let me ask you maybe one more question and we'll, we'll start wrapping it up. But what's something, uh, something obscure about you that maybe few people know about that would, you know, be fun to share on, uh, on a podcast oh, right now? Man. I, I would have had to prep this one, man. Your, your friend's smirking quite, quite a bit. Yeah, I'm there. sure he has something. Um, goodness. Like I'm thinking of all of the easy answers, but something obscure. You could talk about your metal band. Yeah, I could. <laughs> um, so some of the people at Valley might actually remember some of these people, actually. Uh, prior to being involved in worship ministry, uh, when I was in late high school, early college, uh, some other Christian friends and I got together and we were trying to do like a uh, a youth worship band. Not that we were the youth, but they, we were a basically like a worship metal band for youth okay um with like just an alternate approach to common worship songs and yeah it honestly 
we really needed a lot more practice. But <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That reminds me of the Insiders. They yeah. did uh, worship music, but uh, like ska music, right? Like big band, yeah. Yep. Well, and it was a small uh, operation, especially at first. It was uh, myself, my friend Mick, and Luke, and just a three piece. And so here I am, like leading from the bass, so bass and vocals, which is harder than you would think, but having fun and lots of really big drums, <laughs> lots of drums. <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, I am excited to have you on the team. You, you've you been doing really great work as a volunteer for uh, uh, over a year, a couple of years now, it feels like. It's something like that. Yeah. And uh, and so just it's pretty natural to bring you on board and allow you to put more effort to this. And so usually we end the podcast with me praying, um, but I'm actually going to ask you to pray. Why don't you pray yeah. for Valley? Why don't you pray for the ministry we get to share? Why don't you pray for us to continue to be the church God has called us to be according to his word? I almost feel like that was part of a script or something like that. Well said. All right, let's pray, everybody. Mighty God, we do thank you for this opportunity. Even if this is a recording and it's going out over the airwaves, Lord, an opportunity for us to come together as Valley family and to glorify your name, to be here, um, figuratively speaking, but united. And We just pray that you would focus our minds, focus our hearts, and lead Valley in the direction that you would have us go. You've determined our steps, and we might have plans, but Lord, it's you that puts them to fruition. It's you that gets all of the glory, and we praise you for that, Lord. So guide us and mentor us, disciple us as we continue to to pull together and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.